chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strengthened to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And we say, Amen. Amen to that prayer. So let's um, just prepare our hearts to receive what God has for us. Heavenly Father, we can call on you this morning because you are our Father, Lord, the Father of all creation, Lord. And Lord Father, we come to you this morning and we ask you to open our ears, to open our hearts, for us to be able to experience what you have for us in this season, Lord. Father, thank you because it is you, Father, who has brought us together. It is because of Jesus that we are one body in Christ because of, of his work on the cross. And I pray that today you will speak and, and open our understanding of your love, how, how much you love us, Lord, that we will really truly understand and, and, and uh, not just in our mind, not just logically, but also in our spirits, Lord, because that's where it changes um, things in our lives, Lord. I pray that today will be a day where we will be able to truly surrender to you everything that we are, everything that we have, Lord, that we may be um, partakers of your glory, Lord, that we will be sanctified through you, Father. Father, I thank you because today is a new day. It's a new opportunity. It's a new beginning. It's, it's just a new season that you want us to experience, Father. And anything, Father, that the enemy has uh, brought into our minds or into our lives, Lord, to hold us down, to make us carry a heavy weight, Father. May we be able to surrender it all before your altar, Lord. May you take away anything that's hindering us from becoming like Jesus, Lord, for becoming, uh, from becoming Christ-like. So, Father, today we really want to listen to you. We really want to um, be part of whatever you want to do in our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray today. Amen and amen. So, um, the, the title is there, In Love and in Unity. And, um, you know, taking off from what Pastor Rod mentioned last week, it was, it was a really nice message. And one of the things he said is, forget everything you know about church, which is a bit strange, I think. Because, you know, we know, like, you know, when we come to church, we have to, we, we do and we behave in a certain way and we do certain things and there's a way of, you know, of doing things. But when he said that, that we need to forget everything we know about church, I think it's more in the sense that the religious things. You know, um, growing up, I went to a church 
uh, where like women were not allowed to wear trousers, women were not allowed to wear makeup, women were not allowed to wear earrings or any jewelry. You could only wear your wedding band, and that was it. And you know, I was a teenager um, when I went to that church. So obviously, the first thing I did is I I went back home after a while. You know, after a while of going to to church, I went back home and I threw away all of my trousers and um, my jewelry. I didn't throw away because I had a lot of gold jewelry, so I just put it aside. <laughs> I couldn't throw that away. But I did. I did give away all of my trousers and. Um, and the other thing you needed to do when you went to church was to cover your head with, with something. So you had to put something when you went to church. And I don't know why, every time anyone went into the front, they had to put the finger like that and go up to the front. I never understood why, but you know, it's just something that you did. Anyway, I, I lived kind of that lifestyle for a while, but it wasn't a conviction in my heart. Um, but it was just because you know, that was what you were supposed to do in that church. But, what that causing me wasn't to get closer to God, but it was actually to, to create kind of a rebellious attitude in my heart because after a while, I don't know how long, I decided that I, don't, I, I didn't want to go to church any longer. I, I didn't want to be part of church anymore. And, and that was a crucial time in my life because I think, thank to God that someone invited me to another church because I think I was at a, a place in my life where I think I was, I was going to go uh, into really like the worst time of my life because, you know, my friends were beginning to ask me, come, let's go clubbing. And I was going to go. And then someone said, no, come to church. And, and that was when, you know, when I really had my encounter with God when I was 18, that when I began to go to this other church, God really took hold of my heart. And I think that is one, you know, you are a Christian. Um, a Christian is an experience that changes every area of your life. If being a Christian has not changed every area of your life, maybe you're not a Christian. If you as a Christian are just following rules or following instructions or just following on, you know, this is what we do Sunday, we go to church and, uh, and we pray and we do this, but you just do it out of, you know, this is what we do and it hasn't really changed every area of your life with conviction, then something is not really changed. I have my other little preacher here. Uh, something has not really changed in your life. And I think, you know, one of the things Paul here is, is um, you know, in, in, earlier, in the earlier verses, he was talking about how um, God had called, called Paul to be also a preacher or to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And that was a big thing for them. That was a huge thing because, you know, they were only thinking, we're preaching only to the Jews. They need salvation. But God opens up that maybe religious attitude that they had. And God is saying, no, this is, this is now for everyone. And I think this is so important for us to understand because we are all from different nations. We all come from different cultures, all of us. And we are all living here in the UK. And I think one of the things that Pastor Rod has been um, sharing on the Thursdays, on Thursdays, it's how, you know, this is Babylon for us. And we're like Daniel in Babylon. And, and I think that really is key for us to understand because sometimes we think, you know, this is a Christian nation. We say this is a Christian nation, so everything England does is a, is a good thing. But it's not because really it's Babylon. 
it looks like a Christian nation, but it's not. It has good, good roots, maybe. It has good foundations. But everything that is happening right now is changing. So we are like, like Daniel. But we, when we look at these um, verses, we see there is a prayer. In verses 14 to 16, Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from, who, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is needed. It's, sorry, it's named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. The prayer here is for us to be strengthened in this, in our spirit, in, through his spirit in our inner being. Um, Jesus in Matthew 6, 26, 41 said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. And that is so true for all of us. It's, I think, the struggle that we face every time. And just listening to Karen, I think Karen was telling us today something that she experienced uh, coming to church. The bus being late, the bus driver stopping far, far away. <laughs> and I put myself on her shoes. And I think I would be upset with the bus driver. I don't know if when I went into the bus, I would smile at him. You know, my flesh wasn't thinking that, but it was a good thing for, for me to hear what she actually did, because that is actually, uh, that is actually how we, we were able to, to die to that flesh, um, consciously acknowledging that our flesh is weak. It's, it's really not easy um, to do the right thing many times. It's, it's, it's something that we need to do consciously and to consciously think, okay, I want to act and I want to say something in a certain way, but I'm going to choose to do the right thing. Even as we were singing today, I'm going to choose to have joy I'm go because joy is also something that you choose. You know, um, it's, it's not easy to choose joy when you're going through difficult times, but to choose joy to, to be thankful to God for the things that he does in our life really does change the atmosphere, the atmosphere in my life. Maybe not the atmosphere around it, but the atmosphere in my life. How good is it when we see someone and we see them smiling? There's some, there's some people who, you know, you, you, can tell, you can tell if they're in a good mood or not in a good mood because, you know, some of us are, are um, so happy all the time. I think I can, I can uh, show happiness even if I'm not feeling happy. I can do that. But some people, that is really hard for them to show happiness if they're feeling sad. And I think those times is when we, we might need to approach to them. Just because, they, you know, whenever they come to us, they always bring us joy. And it's lovely. And if all of a sudden you see them upset or sad, something is bothering them. So that's the time when we need to bless them and find out, are you okay? Are, what's happening? Because maybe they just need to unload whatever they're feeling. And then all of a sudden, they'll be back to their, their personality, you know, happy back again. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard for other people to, to do that. But, you know, it's because we, we are uh, fighting with this flesh that many times is weak, that many times fails. And it is then when we need, we really need to be strengthened in, in, by the Holy Spirit in our lives because... Many times when we fail because of our flesh, we sometimes tend to give up and think, oh, I messed it up. There's no point of me keep on going. I messed it up. 
And actually what Paul is saying, that's when you really need to be strengthened in Christ because God, God does not tell us off because we, you know, you don't tell off a child that's learning to walk because they're fallen. What do you do if a child is learning to walk and they fall? You go and pick them up so that they can try again. As we grow, as we grow as, as children, as little children in Christ, little children doesn't mean our age. Little children means, you know, our maturity in Christ. But as we grow, sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we make mistakes and we do things that are not right and we know they're not right, but God doesn't come and punish us because we've fallen. No, he will bring us back again. And I think that's, what, that's the part that the enemy uses to bring us down and to get us more into sin. Because you fail and you think, that's it, I've done it again. And instead of you getting up and trying again, trying again and persevering, you just fall on the floor and, and the enemy uses that to, to hurt you more, to break you more, to damage you more. That's where you need to remember that the Holy Spirit is there to strengthen you. Our thoughts need to be sanctified. Our minds, sometimes the toughest battles that we face are in our minds. Because the enemy might send you a thought of envy. Because maybe the enemy might send you a thought of anger or pride or coveting. These are the thoughts that begin in our mind. And again, that by, maybe by, for some of you that might be failing. Oh, why did, I, why did I let that thought in my mind? And you think, oh, it's already there, so I might as well just do it. No. Don't let the enemy win that battle in your mind. Even, you know, Jesus said, even if you covet in your mind, a woman in your mind, you already sin. So you think, oh, I already sin in my mind. I might as well do it. No. No. That's where you need to stand strong and in the strength of the Holy Spirit. The word that, the, uh, that Paul uses here about being strengthened with power is that word dunamis, which in the Greek is the, the word where we get dynamite, which speaks of the kind of power to accomplish, to do things. God wants to give us that power, but it's through the Holy Spirit. And you, can only, um, be a, you, you will only be able to really be strengthened in that power when you keep on persevering, when you keep on going and walking and trusting that God is with you, that he will give you the guidance, that he will empower you to keep on going. God is that loving father. God is that loving father who wants to see us grow as a church. And that's the other thing. We do it through our church together. It's so good to have brothers and sisters that we can rely on and pray and ask them for prayer. You know, we need prayer. Each one of us needs prayer. Because sometimes the things or, or, or the challenges that we are facing are really difficult, are really difficult. Uh, we're facing, all of us, in, in wherever you are, you are facing difficult things in your life. Emotionally, financially, spiritually, maybe a, a challenge in a certain specific area of your life where you think, you know, this is really taking hold of me. This is really like a chain that is not letting me move forward. And that's where you need your brothers and sisters to support you with prayer. And there is, there is something um, powerful when we come in prayer, when we are able to pray for, for one another. 
the other thing that we see is that it's prayer for Christ to dwell in our hearts through faith. This word to, for Christ to dwell, the, wor the word for dwell, has the connotation of a permanent residence. For You know when we say uh, Jesus is, is the Lord of my life, we are also saying Jesus is the permanent resident of my life. And sometimes we forget that Jesus is the permanent resident of our heart. That's when we're struggling with our flesh. You know, instead of doing the right thing, sometimes we do the wrong thing. And that's why, you know, our prayer really should be, Lord, let it be more of you and less of me. We really need that. And the only way that we can have more of Jesus and less of us is when we understand what is it that what it is that God wants us to because my struggles are completely different from your struggles and your struggles are completely different from my struggles we don't struggle with the same issue we all struggle with different things because of of many reasons I'm married I have five children you may be single I have no children or you may be still not married, or you may have other situations going on in your life. Everybody's going through different things. And in Christ, in Christ, uh, when we really have that supernatural encounter with Jesus, and that, that, that encounter that changes our life, not a superficial religious encounter where we think, oh, I'm a Christian because, you know, I've always been in church. I, I was practically born in church. I grew up in church. I, yeah, I know all the songs. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know so many Bible verses. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. Because, again, a Christian, his or her life should be completely changed in every area of their life. You cannot be a Christian and be the same person you were five years ago unless five years ago you were already perfect, which none of us are, by the way. <laughs> None of us are. We all, we all, of course, we all want to be perfect. That is, that is the aim. But none of us are because we live in this broken world and many times we fail. So, you know, to have Jesus have permanent residence in our heart, that should change things in our life. As a church, we will need to stand in faith for the challenges that we face. Like Daniel and his friend Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, we belong to God, but we are living here in Babylon. And living in Babylon already has a lot of, 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 uh, of problems that presents with it. Because when everybody else is going, you know, when, when the multitude is going towards sin, we, are, we may be the only one going against it. And it's not easy to go against the current. I don't know if you've ever been on a river and you're trying to go against the current. I haven't, but I know it's difficult. <laughs> because I can just, you know, I, I have experienced it not in a river, but in, in Babylon, where we live. It's not easy to, to do the opposite of what everybody expects you to do. It's difficult to stand. Um, I remember, you know, when, when I was in school. <gasps> Sorry. Sorry, a bag. <laughs> Where did it come from? Anyway, <laughs> so when I was in school, there was always this passion in my heart that I wanted to serve God. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think I woke some of you up. <laughs> 
So there was this passion in my heart that I really wanted to serve God. But it's difficult to, to, to love God or it's difficult to, to, to grow strong in the Lord when you don't have... Sometimes you also need kind of examples around you. It really helps. It helps to have other people that you can identify and you can say, oh, if they're struggling, then okay, then you know, I can do it. Or if they, if they were able to overcome it, then I can do it. And sometimes, you know, that's why the church for us is that important base where we are able to share with each other our experiences. And I think the most important thing of, of us as, as Christians is for us to be real of our real struggles, to be genuine. Because really, you know, life is not like, uh, what do they say, all, all uh, pink? Do they say pink? Rosy. It's not. Life is not all rosy. There's so many difficult things that we struggle. And sometimes just feelings, you know, the feeling that just comes sometimes, they come and feelings that come and go that affects us. We have to be real about that. The feelings do come and they affect us. And that's when we need, you know, if you're, if you're on your own and that feeling comes and you can't handle it, that's when you need to call a brother or a sister and say, look, I really need prayer right now. Can you pray for me? And something changes because two of us come into agreement and really something changes in the spirit. Um, I was listening, I was listening to, to um, a preacher the other time. You know, there are, there are preachers who believe in the supernatural, and there are preachers who do not believe that God does anything supernatural. Um, this preacher was one of those who does not believe that God can do anything supernatural. Yet, he said two things that really impacted me. He was talking about, you know, the struggles that we face or the battles that we face as Christians. And he was saying that, once one of his church members was um, traveling in the United States, was traveling on, on the plane, on, on a first class um, area, and that, you know, when the, the lady came, came to give food, this person who was sitting next to her said, no, I don't, I'm not going to eat. So she just started making conversation with this person and said, oh, um, I thought, you know, everybody will be starving because it's, it's lunchtime. And he said, no, no, we are fasting. So she got very excited and said, oh, wow. So what church do you belong to that you're fasting? I said, oh, no, no, I belong to the, to the Satanist church. And we are fasting because we want to see 100 Christian marriages fall this year. And now this person who's preaching does not believe on these supernatural things. But for him, that he understood that there is a battle that's going on more powerful than the battle that sometimes we see. So... I don't have to, I don't have to um, wait and, and hear on, on these Satanists that are doing things around. I know there is a battle happening. And I think as Christians, we need the season for Chelsea or for us as Christians is to stand up in prayer, but also stand up knowing that our prayer is changing things. You know, it's so, maybe sometimes it's difficult to persist when you don't see that prayer being answered because it's so much easier. If I'm praying for for Julie, because she needs a new job. And I said, Lord, please give a, a, a job to Julie. And then tomorrow she calls me and she says, oh, you know, we got the job, perfect. And then I'm praying for someone else for a need, and it happens. Then, you know, I feel like, yes, God is listening, and he's doing it, amen. And I carry on doing it. But I'm praying three, four weeks, five weeks, six months, and the job is not coming. Or five, six weeks, and the health, and the situation is not changing. And then we feel like, oh, the prayer is really not working. 
because I'm, I'm not seeing the changes that I'm supposed to be seeing. And I think what God wants us to do is to persevere and, e and to trust in him, even when our eyes don't see it, because in our spirit, we know that things are changing. And you know, I see this so clearly with young people, because young people sometimes are going through different struggles. And I know as moms and dads, we're praying and we're asking God to change the circumstances, and the children seem like it doesn't face them. Nothing bothers them. Nothing is changing. But because they're putting this upfront face, but afterwards, you know, once the time has gone by and you speak to them, they say to you, you know what? When you were saying this to me, this was happening, and this, this, and God was doing this in my life. And sometimes the encouragement comes many, many years, many, many years later. But then you know that God was really listening to your prayer. So I encourage you today: keep on praying, keep on persevering. Keep on going because God is listening to our prayers. Unity in the body. Paul prays for them to be rooted and grounded in love. This is so powerful, to be rooted and grounded in love. Now, the only thing that has roots is a plant <laughs> that I know of. But he's asking us to be rooted and grounded in love. You know that the root is, is where the plant receives the nourishment. For us as Christians, nourishment comes through, through God's love. And God's love is powerful. That agape love, the love that gives without expecting anything in return. I don't think we have comprehended or we have really understood God's amazing love for us. Sometimes we grasp, I think, glimpses of it. Sometimes we do, you know, this amazing feeling that we know of God's love comes. But I think, that, and that's lovely. That's lovely when we are able to experience it and feel it. <laughs> but it's the difficult part when we don't feel it. When we just have to trust that he's there and we know that he's there. But sometimes for us it is special to feel it. It is nice to feel it. And you know, what I wanted to tell you is that maybe you will feel God's love. Maybe not just in a, in a, in a feeling that, you know, that comes maybe through worship or through prayer or through that special time with God. But maybe you could also experience God's love through us, through each other. God's love can also be experienced through us because we are one body. And how wonderful it is for us that through that we show unity, through that we show faithfulness, through that we show maturity. We know when we, we have children, not literally children in, in the church, but we, among ourselves, some of us are children. Some of us are a little bit more mature. Some of us maybe are more grown up. But not because of our age, but because of our um, closeness to God and our maturity in Christ. Because maybe some of us have allowed God to really penetrate to the depth of our heart. And we know, you know, maybe that there are times when we need to be quiet and not say anything. And there are times when we need to stand up and speak up what's the right thing to say. And there are times where we just need to pray. You know, all of us, in, in, in different ways, we need to do our Father's will. And our Father, you know, Jesus did, uh, made a prayer in, in the book of um, John, chapter 17. And Jesus' prayer was for us, as, as God's children, to be united in uh, John chapter 17, verses 20 to 26. Jesus says, I do not ask for this only, talking about his disciples, 
But I also ask for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be all one just as you. Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given it to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with, you, with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And this, I know that you have sent me. I have made known to them your name and I will continue to make it known that the love which you have loved them, sorry, that, uh, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. That was a really powerful prayer that Jesus did for us. To, for us to be united through the Holy Spirit. One thing that I do know that God is doing here with us is that he is bringing the people that are going to be saved. But it is our responsibility to look after them, to look, to help them. You know, it's so nice. The Bible says one, it's who sows, sows another one pours water, but God is the one that gives growth. It is God, but, but God gives the growth because we are also encouraging one another, because we are also lifting one another, because we are praying for one another, because we are caring for one another, because we are showing Christ to one another. Because, you know, it is, it is you know, today is a clear example of how we learn from others' example. What Karen shared today, you know, for me it was a big deal, for me. Maybe for you it's not, because maybe you are like Karen. <laughs> but, you know, for me it's, it's maybe I need to, I don't know if, I, if that's the right word, kill the flesh. But I need, to be, I need to have Christ more in me in those areas. Because sometimes when I see something that is not right, I, I do get upset. And these are the, the things that where we learn from one another. Because I don't want to sin for something so silly. I want, to be, I, want to be, I want to increase in God's love, to be rooted and grounded in his love. It's something that I think we need to meditate, something that, you know, God will, because we really, when we show, when we really show love to, to each other, something changes, especially when the person that you're showing love to hates you, literally hates you. That is a powerful testimony of us, of, of us as Christians. It's a powerful thing to be able to forgive. It's a powerful thing to be able to love those who wishes ill against us. God wants us in verse 20 and 21. It says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now, who is, who is this person who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask? So, whatever we, we imagine or whatever we think 
will be the greatest thing to do. Like, let's say this is our, you know, the greatest thing that we can think. He is much bigger than that. He is infinity bigger. There is no limit to what he can do in our life. There's no limit. But I know sometimes for us it's, it's difficult because we, our limitations are based on our circumstances, on, on what we see and on what we feel and on what we are experiencing. But to trust and to know that God, our Father, who loves us, who wants us to be rooted and grounded in his love, is going to be able to do far more abundantly than whatever we ask that whatever we believe, that whatever we can imagine, that's when, that's when you, every area of your life really changes. That's when there is, you understand that there is absolutely, there is nothing that you have done that God cannot change or forgive or restore. And this is the powerful thing that only God can do in our life. The enemy sees us and he wants to kill us and he wants to destroy us, and he wants to eliminate us. That's all he sees when he sees a human being. When God sees us, he sees the brokenness. He sees the mess. He sees everything damaged. But only God can turn that uh, curse that the enemy wanted to do in our lives and change it for his glory. Only God can do that. And that is something powerful, brothers and sisters, because whatever you have faced in the past, whatever you have experienced, whatever brokenness, because we are all broken because of the things that happen in our lives, whatever it is, God can use that for his glory. There is nothing that the enemy has allowed, sorry, has done in your life that God cannot use for his glory. Absolutely nothing. God can change our destiny if we let him. God can change our lives if we let him. God can choose and use that brokenness for his glory. It's a powerful thing to, to allow God to work in our lives. He really can change and restore. And there is absolutely nothing that should hold you back. I really want to encourage you this morning to persevere in prayer. Persevere in prayer even when your eyes don't see it, even when you don't see any change. Persevere because I can tell you there are angels and there are circumstances that are happening that you are changing, but you just need to persevere. And sometimes, like I said to you, you might not, not hear about it until maybe months or even years, or maybe not even on this earth. Because, you know, our life is, you know, we, we, are, we were created, and we, will be, we are eternal beings. But our life here on there, on this body, is only limited to maybe 100, 120 years. I don't know if anyone has lived over 130 years. But let's say, for the sake of the argument, 130 years. But eternity is much bigger than that. Your prayers, the prayers that you're making in 2023, will go forever, for eternity, for maybe other generations, because maybe you are praying to see God do something supernatural in the United Kingdom, and we might not see it this year. We might not even see it next year. We might not even see it in 10 years, when we might see it in 100 years, because of the prayers that you did 2023, because of the perseverance following God and what he called you to do. So I encourage you today, let us be rooted and grounded in his love. Let us remember that he will do more, uh, more abundantly than we ask. Let us remember that we need to 
uh, pray and persevere and do all of this in unity to grow together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray and let's ask God to, to bring growth into this world. Father, thank you so much for today, Lord. Thank you, Father, because we can't feel your love, Lord. Thank you for the glimpses of your love in our lives, Lord. Father, we come before you today because our flesh is weak, Lord. Father, um, we struggle sometimes with our emotions. We struggle sometimes with the decisions that we need to make. We struggle with this flesh in which we live, Lord. We struggle with thoughts. We struggle, Lord, with situations that we are all facing in our work, at home, in our personal life even from things from our past and from our childhood, Lord, or things that happened to us, or things, Father, that had really caused us pain. And, Father, today we don't want to carry on fighting with these things, Lord. We want to surrender these things to you, Lord, here in the altar, Lord. Father, it's, it's heavy. Many times it's heavy, the things that we are carrying. And so, Lord, today we don't want to carry it anymore. We come to you, the good Father. We come to you, our heavenly Father. You have loved us, Lord. You love us, Father, even when you saw our mess, even when you saw our brokenness, Lord, you still loved us, Lord. You pursue us, Lord. And Father, we, we are your children. And we surrender to you again, Lord. Father, today, we ask you, Father, that you will change. You will change our hearts, that Jesus will truly be manifested in our lives, in everything that we do, in everything that we say, in the thoughts that are in our minds, Lord. Father, today we choose joy. Today we choose joy, Lord. And Father, today also we choose to persevere in our prayer, Lord. Father, only you know that there are so many prayers that have been lifted up by us that we still don't see the completion of it, Lord. But we will persevere, Lord, knowing that you will do, that you will do, Father, that your work, that your words that you have sent forth, Father, we come back to you, Lord, that we know, Father, trusting, Lord, that you have control of our lives. Father, how good and how such a peace that it gives to our hearts to know that you have total control of our lives, Lord, that there is nothing that's out of your will in our lives because we are your children, because we love you, because we have been called according to your purposes, Lord. Then we trust that all things work together for our good, Father. Thank you. Father, and I pray that in this new season, Father, that you will continue to be grown to Chelsea, Lord. I pray, Father, and I thank you, Father, for every member of City Temple, Lord. The love and the grace and the fellowship that they have shown is so powerful, Lord. I thank you for Pastor Rod and Karen, Lord. They have shown such a love to us, Father. They're such an example to us, Lord. 
your spirit more and more. And may we also, Father, grow in that love to be rooted in you, Lord, to be in unity with them. We bless them, Lord. And we thank you, Father, because through them, Lord, you have also shown us grace. Through them, Lord, you have shown us maturity. You have shown us, Lord, a right type of leadership, Lord. And we thank you for their lives, Father. They are part of this wonderful work that you are doing in our lives. And we bless them, Lord. Thank you for the prayers that you have answered and the prayers that they still need to be answered in their lives. We pray for City Temple, the building, Lord. We pray, Father, that the remodeling there will happen swiftly, Lord, that you will take control of the people that are working there. And we pray for the workers that are working right now there, Lord. May just by working in that building, will you get them closer to you? Will they have a supernatural encounter with Jesus? I pray for the people who are in leadership in that building, for the people who are investing, Lord. May they have a supernatural encounter with Jesus where their lives will be transformed and changed. I pray for their marriages. I pray for their children. I pray, Father, for their families, Lord. May their they be saved. May they have a supernatural encounter with Jesus, Lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you for every person who's working there, Lord. Thank you for the years of history that City Temple has there, Lord. May that be impregnated into these people who are working there, Lord. And Father, I pray for every member, past member of City Temple and their families and their children, grandchildren, Lord. May you bring them to be rooted and grounded in love. May you bring them to come to know you, Lord. And I pray for our families, Lord, the people who are here in this place and listening um, through online, Father. We pray for our families, for our children, for our grandchildren, for our extended family, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, cousins, uncles, aunts. Father, we pray. May they come to know you. May they come to be saved, Lord. May they come to have an experience with you in their lives, Father. Thank you, Father. May we be, be, be able to take your glory wherever we go, Lord, and to show them your love, we pray. Thank you, Father. We want to worship you, and we want to praise you. And with that attitude, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to stand up and worship the Lord. Mm -hmm.